knowing that the large budget science fiction movie Rollerball was going to be released, the king of the B movies, Roger Corman, wanted to make a quick cash in. Who would have thought it would have led to him producing his own cult classic, Death Race 2000? I'm Stephen Archibald, and welcome to my movie podcast. The year 2000. America is a vast speedway. People line the streets to witness the greatest drivers on earth in a race from sea to shining sea. This is a death race. You finish first, or not at all. Death Race 2000. Every car a deadly weapon. Every spectator a potential point. Hello. I bid you a warm welcome to They Came From Within cult movie reviews wacky races death race 2000 1975 directed by paul bartell death race 2000 is a funny savage intelligent satire and its satirical barbs are just as relevant 48 years after its initial release a fascist government believes that it can keep its people in line by providing them with a brutal television tournament, a cross-country automobile race, in which the participants have to run over as many innocent pedestrians as possible, earning themselves points along the way. And the more outrageous the kill is, the bigger the reward. Five drivers and their navigators are pitted against each other, in the transcontinental road race, the black-clad, seemingly disfigured Frankenstein being the driver most revered by the population. But a resistance group who have one of their members disguised as a navigator makes sure it won't just be members of the public who will meet a violent end. Frankenstein was played by the marvellous David Carradine, widely known at the time for starring in the TV series Kung Fu. Even so, Carradine had walked off the set of that show determined to do something completely different. Death Race 2000 fell into his lap after Peter Fonda had turned down the central role, thinking the whole thing was rather ridiculous. Considering how things turned out financially, Carradine was smart enough to take a 10% cut of the profits, rather than be paid a normal fee. Frankenstein's bitter rival, Machine Gun Joe Viterbo, was played by Sylvester Stallone. Stallone had first come to the public's attention the year before, in the movie The Lords of Flatbush. Paul Bartell had suggested Stallone to Roger Corman, and after Corman had watched The Lords of Flatbush, he picked him for the role of Machine Gun Joe. What's interesting is that Stallone was allowed to write some of his own dialogue. Just one year later, he'd received much praise and would receive an Oscar nomination for writing the screenplay for his breakthrough film Rocky. This film is loosely based on The Racer, a 1956 short story by Ib Melchior. Initially, Roger Corman took it upon himself to write the script, but he found he was creating something far too dark. 
So he brought in Robert Tom to write a somewhat less intense and wittier screenplay. Tom was the man who had written the screenplay for Corman's engaging 1970 movie Bloody Mama. I should add that Charles B. Griffith, who had penned such Roger Corman movies as A Bucket of Blood and A Little Shop of Horrors, co-wrote the finished screenplay for Death Race 2000 with Robert Tom. One of the movie's several delightful touches is to have both Frankenstein and his navigator Annie Smith turn out to be noble-minded imposters. Annie was portrayed by Simone Griffith, who subsequently popped up in such shows as Hawaii Five-O, The Six Million Dollar Man, Starsky and Hutch, and The Incredible Hulk. Simone's rather appealing in the role of Annie, and I find it surprising she didn't appear in any more significant cult movies. The other drivers in this deadly contest are an interesting mix of weirdos and misfits. The wonderful Mary Roranoff plays Calamity Jane Kelly. The blonde, blue-eyed Roberta Collins is amusing as Matilda the Hun, a hissable neo-Nazi. And the brawny Martin Cove is delightfully camp as Nero the hero. Stallone and Cove would work together again 10 years later on Rambo First Blood Part 2. It's a cross-country road wreck and the traffic is murder. Who are you anyway? Frankenstein. Roberta Collins appeared in a number of other cult movies such as The Big Doll House, Caged Heat and Eaten Alive. Sadly, she died at the age of 63 on the 16th of August 2008. Her cause of death was reported as an accidental overdose from a mixture of drugs and alcohol. I first got to see Death Race 2000 on video in the early 1980s and I adored it immediately. This film, like Rollerball, heavily influenced a couple of comics I read as a kid in the 1970s. The IPC publication called Action featured a hard-edged story entitled Death Game 1999 and of course Paul Bartel's movie did much to shape Judge Dredd in 2000 AD. For one thing Dredd's look was based on Frankenstein's depiction on the Death Race 2000 movie poster. And isn't it ironic that Sylvester Stallone would go on to play Judge Dredd 20 years after this film was made. The actor and director Paul Bartel helmed such other cinematic delights as Private Parts in 1972, Cannonball in 1976, Lust in the Dust in 1985 and Scenes from the Class Struggle in Beverly Hills in 1989. Cannonball, aka Carquake, also starred David Carradine, and it was also about a road race. Close friends Bartel and Mary Warrenoff appeared in many films together, their strangest collaboration, no doubt being Eating Roll, a 1982 black comedy 
which Bartel also directed. I, like many others, feel that Death Race 2000 is Bartel's crowning achievement. It seems somewhat apt that Paul died in the year 2000, on the 13th of May of that year, to be precise. Another winning performance in this film comes from the attractive Cuban-American actress Louisa Moritz. Here she plays Machine Gun Joe's rather dim navigator, Myra. Louisa had a habit of playing such roles, but as you will often find with such actresses, she was very smart in real life. Louisa had also been a lawyer. Miss Moritz passed away at the age of 82 from natural causes on the 4th of January 2019. The popular disc jockey Don Still was great as Junior Bruce, an overly enthusiastic race announcer. His demise at the end of the film will either make you laugh or cheer and come in across like a sweet elderly school teacher. Harriet Medin was fine in the role of Thomasina Payne, the leader of the resistance. It's said that Harriet got the role after Shelley Winters had turned it down. The director John Landis makes a cameo appearance as a mechanic and it's said that Frankenstein's mask was made by the legendary Rick Baker. One of his finest achievements being his work on Landis's An American Werewolf in London. Paul Bartell makes a cameo appearance in this film as the medic who wheels out Frankenstein near the start of the picture. And his sister Wendy plays Laurie, the fanatical girl who craves to be sacrificed underneath Frankenstein's wheels. The gory sequences in Death Race 2000 were filmed by Louis Teague, a man who would direct his own cult movies such as The Lady in Red and Alligator. This film is wonderfully imaginative and it has some fabulous looking cars. Its modest budget is said to have been between $300,000 and $530,000. Filming took place in California from October to December 1974 and Death Race 2000 was first shown in the States in April 1975. I'm Stephen Archibald and thank you very much for listening to my podcast. They came from within cult movie reviews. All of my episodes are available from most podcast hosts and also Audible, Alexa and Echo. Please drive safely and adhere to the highway code. Take care and goodbye for now. National hero. Best driver on earth. I don't want you to die. He was built by the world's finest surgeons to drive the fastest car ever designed, and nothing can stop him now. Death Race 2000, rated R.